UC Santa Barbara's Arts and Lectures welcomed acclaimed civil rights lawyer and scholar Michelle Alexander. Her book, The New Jim Crow, has been a catapulting force towards the Black Lives Matter movement. KCSB news reporter Kalia Kwa is here to tell us more. UC Santa Barbara's Arts and Lectures Race to Justice series welcomed the outstanding civil rights scholar and professor Michelle Alexander. Author of the New York Times bestseller, The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration and the Time of Colorblindness. The conversation was facilitated by UC Santa Barbara's Associative Dean of Sociology, Professor Victor Rios, whose work centers around the consequential role of policing and punishment towards black and brown youth, both within institutional and urban settings. Together, the acclaimed scholars directed their conversation towards Alexander's The New Jim Crow and how this book has provided a big picture explanation to the very complex U.S. criminal justice system, addressing how the disproportionate numbers of incarcerated black men and women relate to a backlash to the civil rights movement and a social caste system that perpetuates a continuum of segregation, making old forms of discrimination legal again through criminalization. Dr. Rios opens the conversation asking what it was that inspired Michelle Alexander's purpose in writing The New Jim Crow. She responds by saying that it had to do with her own recognition that there are parallels between segregation during the Jim Crow era and the current incarceration system. This parallel can be seen in the way that incarceration is set up to not only keep individuals out of society, but also denying civil liberties such as voting and access to fair-paying job opportunities. This is what compelled Alexander's need to sound an alarm to make sure that people understood how our current U.S. criminal justice system reinforces a hierarchy of exclusion, saying that we haven't ended a racial caste, but merely reinvented it through our system of incarceration. The importance of recognizing the historical context of policing in America is crucial when it comes to looking at the troubles between race relations and punitive control in today's time. Through the 1700s, officers were known as slave patrollers, whose main duty was to monitor and punish runaway slaves, bringing them back to their plantation both in the 1700s and evolving into the role of policing in the 1800s during the Jim Crow era, the role of policing evolved into the enforcement of segregation that further divided the barriers between black and white people. Although law enforcement looks different from the time of slavery and Jim Crow, Alexander warns individuals that when it comes to what many liberals would like to call progress, there needs to be a critical understanding that the punitive system is already in a process of shape-shifting. In today's time, this includes a more invisible network of control through alternative methods of digital imprisonment, where on the surface it may look better 
such as having the option of ankle monitors. But when it comes to allowing formerly incarcerated individuals to successfully reintegrate and become healthy members of society, this type of incarceration can be even more harmful than the current process of probation and parole. These digital monitors not only sever an individual's confidence and social mobility that could help in securing employment, but disrupts the individual's basic needs for survival, such as connection to family and support networks that set a foundation to flourish. Something to be closely examined is how effective these digital tools are towards assisting individuals to break the cycle of incarceration and if it's empowering positive reform or harmful towards individuals' well-being and potential. Rio stresses that the road to becoming an outlaw is not one of choice, but merely a result of being pushed out of society. Alexander adds that people don't commit violence without experiencing it first. This past summer, as we lived through one of the largest social justice protests in U.S. history following the murder of George Floyd, we can see the collective rise of individuals taking a united stand for the freedom and justice for all black people. Alexander says that, at times the system may seem disempowering towards youth as though the only way to make change is by showing up to vote, but she reminds us that the first step towards positive and effective change is recognizing the power is within our voices. Professor Rios calls the youth of this current generation social dynamite, saying, yes, the revolution is here, acknowledging the promise of the Black Lives Matter movement. When it comes to offering solutions to this wide problem, Michelle adds that there's no perfect solution. It's going to take a lot of experimentation with different approaches to changing the justice system, and most importantly, it takes pushing for new legislation. Michelle leaves young change makers with the encouraging words saying, to trust and believe in yourself, be courageous and create circles of support so you never journey alone. Thank you, Professor Rios and Miss Michelle Alexander and the UCSB's Arts and Lectures for an eye-opening discussion. Arts and Lectures will be offering the Race to Justice series this spring, spearheading an in-depth look at systematic racism from every angle. The season-long series engages leading activists, creatives, and thinkers to expand the understanding of racism and its infiltration within our society. With KCSB News, I'm Kali Aqua.